0: Welcome to Trawler Talk, the official podcast of Passage Maker Magazine, the Long Range Cruising Authority. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Jeff Moser. If this is your first time here, welcome, and if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. This episode of Trawler Talk is sponsored by IMTRA. A quality windlass is the backbone of any anchoring system, and its reliable performance is crucial to us long-distance cruisers. So if you're looking to install a new windlass or upgrade your current anchoring system, IMTRA has everything you need. With premium windlasses from leading manufacturers LaFrance and Muir, IMTRA offers every variation to meet your specific needs, whether you're looking for a horizontal, vertical, electric, hydraulic, or manual windlass. You can find them at IMTRA.com. Our desire was greater than our fear. So says Robert and Gracie Elegannon, and I have to say that's a bit of an understatement. Um, This couple, without any experience whatsoever with boats, bought a Ranger Tug's R-29 did some training near Ranger Tug's facility in the Pacific Northwest, and then took off for the San Juan Islands north of and cruised around for a few months, learning the boat as they went. Well, that wasn't enough for them. They bought the boat to do the Great Loop, and they completed the Great Loop. They completed the Down East Loop. They cruised the Pacific Northwest, as I mentioned, all the way up through Maine and Bar Harbor, down back through Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, through the Long Island Sound, into New York City, all the way down to Key West. They did snorkeling. They did everything you can do, and they were looking for more action. So they booked her boat on a freighter, had her picked up in Baltimore, and dropped in Amsterdam. And now they're on their summer summer European tour, we'll call it. Um, last time I checked with them at the time of this recording, they were in England and are preparing to come home for a little bit, but then return to the boat maybe at the end of, at the, end of the summer, do a little bit more cruising, Leave her there over the winter and then perhaps cruise to, well, you'll hear. Um, so stay tuned. This is a good one. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell me, you know, where you're based in the United States?
1: My name is Robert Gannon. Uh, I presently live in Las Vegas. I grew up in a family of 14 children in Iowa. Wow. Um, and my love here is Graziella.
2: I'm Graciela, and I presently live in San Diego, and I go back and forth to Las Vegas with my honey.
1: (laughs) Great. And um, we never knew anything about boating, and uh, so in 2019, uh, we bought our first boat.
0: Your boating background, uh, it doesn't sound like you had much before 2019. Why don't you tell me about that?
1: I had a grade school friend of mine that passed away, got me thinking about, what i hadn't done mm-hmm. and um uh, i always had a fantasy uh, out in the farm of floating down the a river on a, on a raft like huckleberry finn uh and so uh started thinking about how we'd build the raft and what would you have on it and it led me to the internet and that led me to well the northern half of the Mississippi was pretty good but the southern half wasn't so exciting but this great loop was supposed to be quite the trip and um, so as I researched it um, I was kind of led toward the thought of having a trailerable boat and that's what led me to the Ranger Tug people and um, and so in May of 2019, we ordered it and took possession uh, shortly thereafter and then attended three events with the Ranger Tug people uh, up in the uh, state of Washington.
0: Great. And what was your first, you know, big solo trip the two of you took aboard your Ranger Tug?
1: Well, uh, the Ranger Tug people, um, they give you about two hours on the systems. And uh, two hours on uh, uh, navigation, and uh, and then you know give you the keys. And so we left the uh, Des Moines Marina, which is on the south end of Seattle, and uh, and headed uh, up to the San Juan Islands, and and on into uh, Vancouver, and over to Victoria. Uh, and that so that was our first. Uh, solo run on their own. Um, I had I had the thrusters mixed up uh, somehow, and uh, leaving the little marina at uh, Des Moines, mm-hmm. and I somehow thought that they worked the opposite of what they worked, and so I'm turning circles out there in that little marina, and you can see the other boat owners just kind of tearing their hair out, thinking I'm about to whack them. But uh, we, um, we just continue to learn. Yeah, well, Maybe Graziella has something to say about that.
0: Sure, go ahead.
2: You always learn something new, and I'm still learning uh, about uh, just navigating, and there's always something new to learn. And uh, you never stop learning out on the waterways, especially here where we're at in Europe. Everything is so different. Yeah. yeah you know, just reading the... what oh, all simple. Than the it's just totally different than the United States. So, yeah. That's also, we're
0: gonna get to that, yeah. and we're gonna get to that in a minute. But that—that's—I oh. <laughs> okay. mean, that first trip you took from you know up to the San Juans in Vancouver—that's—that's that's yeah. quite a maiden maiden voyage. Were you guys nervous? Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. was, but excited as well.
2: Yeah, I was very.
0: Actually,
2: we didn't know we were what we were doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We didn't know anything about the instruments. Uh, the training is just. Uh, pretty basic mm-hmm. and uh well you learn as you go yeah the,
1: the one thing um back in uh uh 2000 i had taken a light aircraft the session 182 and took off around the world um and so i knew navigation
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the, the you know as far as gps
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that that uh that was very helpful. I just yeah. never knew much about, about, about all, the, all the systems on a boat. Yeah.
0: Well, sure. I mean, you sense like you got adventure in your blood. So, <laughs> how long did you own the Ranger Tug before you decided that hey, we're going to take on this Great Loop?
1: Well, we we bought it with the intention to take on the Great Loop mm-hmm. uh, and uh, to take it to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I was kind of looking at a, a ten year adventure. Uh, If I bought the boat and if I didn't get seasick, then that's what we were going to do. So uh, the air draft on this boat and the draft and and the size makes it very uh, compatible to uh, most rivers and canals in in Europe. Mm -hmm. And yet we could coastal cruising. So uh, it was it was bought for the reason to the Great Loop and to take it to Europe.
0: Got it. Was there anything that you learned along the great loop, uh, high points or low points traveling for that long a time that convinced you you were on the right path or maybe, maybe gave you some doubt about what you were about to do?
1: We had, you know, the the desire was greater than our fear. Mm -hmm. So, so as long as your desire is greater than your fear and you don't succumb to your fears, uh, you can get, you can figure it out.
2: Leaving home also is a challenge when you leave uh, your family because, you know, you're on the boat for some time, and that that was challenging for me.
3: Yeah, but uh, I bet.
2: you always go back home.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we uh, typically would be on the boat a month to two months,
3: mm-hmm. and then
1: back home for like a month,
3: mm-hmm.
1: take care of things, and then come back. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, in the winter, um, uh, the the first winter it was in Florida. Uh, but the second winter, the boat wintered up in um, Brewerton, uh, New York, on the Erie Canal, mm-hmm. and then the third, the next winter, it uh, wintered in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm. Um it's calm in
2: winter. Thank yeah.
1: You. So, you know, your season's only uh, four or five months really if you're if you're cruising in northern climates.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there a favorite? Place that you saw along the Great Loop that you may want to go back to at some point, or
2: I really enjoyed um, cruising to Dry Tortuga. The snorkeling is fantastic there. I loved it. We anchored. I uh, would love to go back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it
2: would be the Dry Tortugas for me, and um, Maine is another one.
1: Sure, but Maine is oh on. yeah,
2: that's a, a town on the
1: ground. <laughs> Probably.
2: Boat. St. Augustine and Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm.
1: Really Snorkeling with the manatees in Crystal River was a was a yeah. particularly special wow um, occasion on the Great Loop. We enjoyed, um, you know, it was always the, the Great Lakes were oh, uh, yeah. very you know, oh, Erie Canal, the Great Lakes. Yeah. We we Love. left Chicago on the on the Illinois River mm-hmm. and. I think in Le Grand, usually about a mile or two before the lock, I'll them just to let them know that I'm coming in, in case they might keep the lock open or, or getting it set up, mm-hmm. just so that you can kind of keep moving. And, um, uh, and about two miles from Le Grand, I called the, the uh, uh, lock keeper and uh, he said, Drive over the dam. Oh, and I said, what? And he said, drive over the dam. I said, did you tell me to drive over the dam? And he says, yes, you'll have 20 feet of water underneath you. And uh, uh, so, and it was the dam, that whole area was flooded. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I, that's a tough, I guess if you're telling me there's 20 feet, great. But that's a strange thing to hear from the keeper, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you couldn't see the lock it was solid water but,
2: you know i wanted to say something the great loop is you know there's so many beautiful destinations but really i really there's nothing to me more beautiful than the pacific northwest mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, upper Main the, the north the uh, new england coast
0: so you, you would you would tow the boat you would tow the boat to new england when you guys were up there is that correct or
1: no we we um uh, we were running kind of ahead of schedule mainly because of uh, we were doing it during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, not go to a lot of museums. So when we got to New York city, we turned and headed out Long Island and Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, and, mm-hmm. uh, up to, up to Boston and on up to, uh, the, the, the Northern Maine. And, and of course, Canada wouldn't let us in. So yeah. we turned around and came back down. Uh, that way, and then back to the back to New York City, and then on up the Hudson,
0: and uh,
1: out on the Erie to uh, Brewerton is where we left the boat in, in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, that
0: was fine. Wow, that's quite. I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys have stopped. I mean, maybe you stopped in the winter, but that's from 2019. Well, I, that's quite a bit of miles.
1: Well, we've actually uh, when when we so the first two years, 2019 and, and 20, Mm -hmm.
3: uh,
1: and, and, and 21, I guess really, uh, we finished the great loop in, in the summer of 21, and then down in Tennessee. So we had, we had trailered, uh, after three months in the Pacific Northwest, we had the boat trailer to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And, down the Tennessee River and started the Great Loop there. So when we finally got back to the Tennessee River and, and completed the loop, then we turned around and went to the top of the Mississippi uh, in downtown Minneapolis. And then we tra- had the boat trailered over to Green Bay for the winter. And so last year we started in Green Bay and up to Sault Ste Marie out to, and to Lake Michigan to the shipwreck uh, Museum, and then back to Sault Ste. Marie and, and spent all most of last year in Canada, coming through the Georgian Bay, the North Channel, Trent Severn, Rideau, out the St. Lawrence Seaway, down through Canadian Maritime, Prince Edward, and Nova Scotia, and back into uh, uh, back, back into the United States, and then and then down to. Uh, uh, Baltimore, went up to Washington D.C. and back back to Baltimore, and and then uh, uh, left it there for the winter. Uh, and then this spring, uh, got the electrical modifications uh, on the boat, and then put it on a freighter and shipped it to Amsterdam. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, that's what so we have, what you we have, where haven't you been in the United States? Is what I'm going to ask, but then. To, to sort of take the challenge on to do the, uh, you know, European Union on the boat um, and, and, you know, Great Britain is incredible. So tell me, how did the planning start for that? You mentioned getting some electrical upgrades, but how did the planning start <laughs> to get your boat over into Europe for this current trip you're on right now? Well,
1: there's there you, you just you know, you start asking questions and, to people and mm-hmm. some don't know anything and some know something. And, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, you, 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 figure out how they move boats. Um, if you had a much bigger boat than ours, you would uh, use a float on float off transport.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, um, uh, you know, just what we found, uh, the, the, uh, Seven Star, I think, it's called Yacht Transport, mm-hmm. and and it's they, you pull up to them a, a freighter in in your boat. They pick you up out of the out of the water, set you on top, and stake it down, and uh, and then they take off and tell you to show up at the other end. And so uh, <laughs> uh, we could have uh, it out of Baltimore, uh, we could ship it to uh, Northern Europe. And such as Amsterdam or England, and um, if you wanted to be shipped to Greece or Italy, then you would uh, go out of uh, Florida.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, uh, but uh, so our first, you know, since we bought the boat, we mm-hmm. put about uh, fifteen thousand nautical miles on the boat, doing the Pacific Northwest, the Great Loop, and the Down East
0: Loop. Mm-hmm. Intra is a 100% employee-owned company committed to bringing the best-in-class products, expert product knowledge, and unparalleled support to the entire marine community throughout North America since 1952. Between going to Baltimore and having the boat put on a freighter and arriving in Amsterdam, what's the time frame there? How much time does it take?
1: Well, usually it's uh, 10 days to 2 weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this freighter, uh, which is Registered uh, out of Amsterdam, it actually its main. It was built to move paper rolls of paper from Finland to uh, the East Coast, mm-hmm. the United States, and then they added on these yachts on on the top of it, and so it would normally have left Baltimore and headed back uh, to like Amsterdam, but. They had instead of going direct, they went south to St. Martin and Antigua in the Caribbean uh, because there was only three three boats, and ours was the smallest, uh, three boats on the deck. They went down and picked up, they loaded the entire deck full of uh, sailing racing yachts mm-hmm. and and unloaded them in Southampton, England. And so that, uh, when it got to Amsterdam, that was just three boats on it. And ours is one and, and two sailboats.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So it, it took, uh, it took better than three weeks because they went to the Caribbean and then back up. Uh, but normally it would only be like 10 days, two weeks.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm assuming everything that you felt you needed for the trip, you, you, you maybe, you know had to carry on our check bag, but you basically loaded the boat up with sundry not sundries per se but whatever else you may need on this trip you just left on the boat that was the easiest thing right
1: yeah you have to you just have to be careful because you're going to come through immigration and you're going to come through customs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and your uh, european union union is a little bit uh, particular on that so you never know how that's going to go but normally uh, we just we had pro, you know some provisions not a lot yeah um and, uh, uh, and 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 of course the that we had uh, electrical a marine electrical contractor uh, south of, of Baltimore uh, off the Chesapeake mm-hmm. that did the put the inverter in so that we plug into two twenty over here yeah and the boat the boat stays one ten. Yeah, And all of the stuff we charge on the boat is still one tenth.
0: Got it. Yeah. Got it. And then, so you arrive in Amsterdam, the boat comes off the freighter. Um, what's your first trip that you guys took in Europe?
1: Well, we went into uh, Amsterdam Marina, which was uh, mm-hmm. four or five miles away. And uh, we had a, a, a little bit of a... Um, Electrical problem, mm-hmm. but we got that solved. A little bit of a water problem, we got that solved, and and uh, bought uh, bought groceries and whatnot, and 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 bicycled around Amsterdam, and oh, spent a few you know some days there looking at uh, museums and, and whatnot, and, uh, and
3: then
1: uh, and then headed out and uh, made. Made friends that suggested different routes, and so um, as Amsterdam's for the southern part of the Netherlands. So we figured that uh, we would be in the northern Netherlands next year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the attention what I had decided, we would try to do would be the southern part of the Netherlands uh, and and the western part of Belgium, and then cross the North Sea uh, and come into London and come up the Thames River, and uh, uh, we have now decided uh, to, uh, we have to, we leave tomorrow for a month Mm -hmm. back home, take care of things. When we come back, we'll have the, the boat, will go on a trailer. Mm-hmm. And it go up to Wales. Wow, um, Hollyhead, Wales, which is straight east of Dublin,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: so it'll save us going clear around the southwest part of of England, where mm. it's hard to find fuel. And um, our intention is then to uh, go on to Dublin, and then up to Northern Ireland, and then cross over into Scotland and. And go up to uh, uh, the, the
2: uh,
3: canal
1: there that crosses from the west to the east side, mm-hmm. and then back down to the east side. Wow! And
2: we, we went through the. It was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. The effect uh, in um, in Holland, and that was lovely. I bet. So that, I wanted to just say that.
0: <laughs> How was the? <laughs> can tell me about the crossing of the North Sea. How was that for you?
1: uh surprisingly nice it was uh uh not uh i think it was 60 70 miles so we saw you know we stopped twice to let a big tanker go cross over mm-hmm. um, in front of us but the seas were we we happened to get lucky and we picked the right day to mm-hmm. to go across the, you know your, the north sea is worry about it but uh, it was nice it, it wasn't bad at all i, I think it was I it's a 60 70 uh, nautical miles across to ramsgate from osteady uh, belgium to ramsgate
0: got it Utah. I- And You you did mention earlier that you spoke to people about itineraries. Did you consult anyone before you went to Europe on an itinerary or had some sort of idea of where you were going to go or you just sort of arrived in the Netherlands and were like, this is how we feel we're going to, we're going to go here because we feel we want to go here. Like you sort of make those decisions when you get there.
1: Well, I had, um, you know, the internet is is such a source of information and, Mm -hmm. and there was, there were several publications about um, uh, you know cruising Netherlands, cruising France, cruising Germany. Um, uh, there, uh, there's a lot of uh, Dutch barges and these things can be 50 tons
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and 70 feet long and 12 to 14 feet wide. They don't go very fast. They're like a Tondo inside of them. They're mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah, and then you also here in here in England you have the English canal boats, which are very narrow uh, and low. Um, we can't go on some of those canals because they're too narrow. Um, oh, really? But the yeah the Thames, which runs from uh, you know from the east coast into London and then up to. Oxford, uh, we could do all of that. From Oxford on, uh, you would have to take a English canal boat. And um, we're at a marina called Thames and Kennet, and there is a waterway here that goes straight west to the west side of England. But it is too narrow and too low of an air draft for us to go on.
0: Whoa. I mean, you have a 10, your boat has a 10-foot beam, right? That's the, uh, that's really narrow, yeah. some of those. <laughs> My goodness. But
1: the, the, the English Canal boats, I think, are six-foot beams. Whoa. They're long and narrow.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, but the but uh, they wouldn't cross over into into the European Union they
3: mm-hmm.
1: pretty much stay here in England doing the canals um, I, and, and in the process I also uh, met a uh, online an Australian gentleman uh, who was married to a uh, Dutch girl and uh, he had a, a cruising boat in Holland
3: mm-hmm. and
1: so he was very helpful in kind of directing me toward. Um, certain requirements uh, uh, you have to take a test there's there's more requirements in the european union uh doing canals and stuff you have mm-hmm. to take a test to for all the s- signals and signage and everything because it's quite it's quite different than the uh, united states
0: mm-hmm. but um, you you found it um but, has it been confusing at all or just you were prepared for that. Was there anything that was, that came up while you are while you were in route in Holland or Belgium or England that you haven't come across in your, in, you know, just looking at the stuff before you went over?
1: Oh, um, a lot of it, a lot of it's kind of on the go, you know, you kind of fly by the seat of your pants kind of a thing. And, yeah, and you know, the nice thing with the boat is it doesn't go fast. It's not like you're down in Florida and you're going, 20 miles an hour, mm-hmm. uh, or faster, uh, you know, the, the canals and the rivers, the Thames, uh, in, once you get, uh, out of the tidal, uh, area of the Thames, which is on a, uh, north of London
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you go through the first lock and the restriction is eight kilometers per hour. Oh. Um, and so, and, and, uh, Germany, I've been told, in and, and Holland, uh, a lot of the canals have a, a speed limit, but there's a lot more traffic.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we came down uh, in Holland to uh, Dordrecht. Okay,
2: oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning <laughs> to pronounce it. Sounds <laughs> and, and,
1: and <laughs> uh, that's where the Rhine. Uh, uh, where we would catch the Rhine and go down the Main and then the Danube and end up in the Black Sea,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so you can trans trans uh, you know Europe all the way across. Mm-hmm. And that was very busy, extremely busy with ferries and and barges and and whatnot. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a lot more a lot more traffic here than there would be, let's say, on the Great Loop.
0: Do you, yeah, do you think maybe that trip would interest you to enter the Black Sea from from the Danube and the Rhine if you, once you're done in Ireland?
1: Oh, well, our, our intention is um, this year was, was a little bit of the Netherlands,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a little bit of Belgium,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, England, Ireland, and then that might be about it for this year. Next year. Then it's the Scandinavian countries: Norway, oh. Sweden, Finland, maybe uh, Latvia, Lithuania,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then that'd be about it for that year. Then the next year, I am planning to the Rhine, the Maine, the Danube, and get get out into the Black Sea. Wow! And then the following year, following year maybe the Greek, Turkey, and in in Greece. Uh, and the following year, Italy, Spain, uh, France,
0: Mediterranean. So yeah.
1: uh, the intention to bring the boat here, it was a five to eight year plan. Wow. Uh, so a U.S. citizen can only be in the EU ninety days every hundred and eighty days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, so we can run to England and get out of the EU, um, but there is a restriction, and then boat um, can only be in the EU for 18 months before they're going to want that tax.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but all you have to do is run out and come back in and you stop the clock on that. But yeah. So the most restriction is really on a U.S. citizen and having restrictions of uh,
0: 90 days
1: every other day days.
0: Well, great, guys. Yeah. Um... I hope we can stay in touch and talk again um, when you're on your next leg of your trip. But I just wanted to tell you, thanks for your time today. And I know we're both, we're far apart in distance. I'm here in the United States and we're communicating. And uh, I'm very excited for your next leg of the trip up to Wales and Scotland and um, for what's coming after that. It sounds like you have an excellent plan with that uh, Ranger Tug and you're going to execute as you've done so far. So thank you so much for your time today.
2: Thank you. I also wanted to say one thing. Sure, go ahead. Our Ranger tug has been the perfect adventure boat to do this on. Okay. We don't have any regrets. It's just perfect.
0: Uh, well We're very s- happy. Well said. So, yeah. Well, travel safe, guys, <laughs> and keep sending those amazing photos because you you guys are both okay. hectic hex- hex- photographers. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon, I hope. Thank, yeah, Jeff. thank you, Jeff. Once again, this podcast is sponsored by IMTRA. If you're in the need for a windless, handheld remote, chain counter, chain stopper, anchor swivel, prefabricated or custom splice anchor road, or electrical components like solenoid control boxes and circuit breakers, IMTRA has it all. IMTRA has a team of experts dedicated to helping you find the perfect solutions for your boat, including offering maintenance kits and troubleshooting advice to keep your anchoring system running smoothly for years. Visit Intra.com or give them a call for the answers to all your anchoring questions. Thank you for listening to Trawler Talk, the podcast of Passage Maker Magazine, a long-range cruising authority. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and go ahead and click that five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. And if you're not a subscriber to Passage Maker, it's easier than ever to get our magazine delivered to wherever you lay your head. Just go to PassageMaker.com slash subscribe. This episode of Trawler Talk features post-production from Nate Kruka at Active Interest Media. For Passage Maker Magazine, this is Editor-in-Chief Jeff Moser. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, fair winds and safe travels.